With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The drive is safe. To the driver's seat with Stephen Johnson and Matt McKeldin. For Kubota, together we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. And welcome to the driver's seat right across Australia. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Uh, it's uh, as we count down towards the Perth Super Sprint, uh, we're in, we're almost in every different state on the East Coast at the moment. Mm. Uh, so I'm in Melbourne. Maddie Mack, you are back on the wonderful Gold Coast. Present. And uh, in the studio, I think, is the one and only Stephen Johnson. Hello, fellas. There he is. There he is. <laughs> we, we could have Hello. so much stitched up Maddie Mack in Nimsy tonight <laughs> because he thought that I was still being in Queensland. Oh, I'll print out your run sheet, mate. We'll see you there. But you were too quick to get on the chat. Going, no, he's in Sydney. When we could have stitched him up a ripper. <laughs> You could have. I'd completely forgotten that you were in Sydney tonight, and <laughs> I could have been sitting here right now messaging you, going, "Oh my God, where are you? We've already started." And you could have been in Sydney anyway. Yeah, I, and I, I was and I very said, surprised, Maddie. I'm here. But you know, Steve, what I will say is, um, what I said on that chat group chat today about, "Hey, mate, I'll I'll print off your run sheet for you." That's called teamwork, my friend. It That's is. being a team member. It is. And, Absolutely. And we are an absolute stellar team here at the driver's seat. As we march our way in our seventh season. It took me a while to remember how many years we've been doing this. <laughs> We're not award-winning, though. Not I yet. Can't, not we, yet. We, we, better, we better self-nominate this year, I reckon, for some supercar media awards. Because every time I listen to a whole bunch of podcasts on motorsport around the place, everyone gets introduced or is introduced as award-winning journalist or award-winning podcast. Well, it's it's kind of handy because we've got quite an award winner that is our first guest mm-hmm. today. Our feature interview has got an absolute stellar amount of accolades and he's going to be celebrating a mega milestone at the Perth Super Sprint. In fact, let's just get to the highlights package. Better electrical sand great effort, 500 really good effort there, mate. Racing. Great racing. Jason good job. Bright, Mark Winterbottom wins Sandow. Super stuff. And that is Winterbottom's first ever V8 Introducing the 2015 V8 Supercars champion, Mark Winterbottom. Yes, he's got 38 race wins, 117 podiums, 36 armor roll poles. He's a former Supercars champion, a Bathurst winner, a multi-time Sandown 500 winner, and... More importantly, too, he's beaten Stephen Johnson uh, to uh, the top step of a podium a couple of times. Please welcome the one and only Mark Winterbottom. How are we, guys? <laughs> Never going to forgive him. I thought you were going to say Grammy Award winner, too, in that. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, can you get a Grammy Award winner? Can you get a Grammy for dancing? 
or for TikToks or because I think you did it during our uh, during yeah. the, the multiple lockdowns. You got you became quite famous for your TikTok. <laughs> Don't give me awards for that, mate. That's just an embarrassment <laughs> award. That's about it. <laughs> but, mate, I mean, let's be serious. Six hundred race starts. What a what a what an accolade! Because you, you I mean you're on the podium as it as it stands for uh, one of the top three blokes to have driven in the um, in the Supercars mm. Championship with six hundred. I think who's the other one? Craig Lowndes and Garth Tander. So some fairly esteemed company there. Yeah, it's. Uh... You know, it's funny, like the, the stats and everything, it, um, uh, you don't think about as a driver, you don't think about it, you know. You, you kind of just go week by week and race. And I knew this was my 20th year, but I didn't know it was my 600th, um, you know, start would, would happen this year. So it's funny how stats roll out. But, uh, yeah, to be in the sport for such a long time, it's, um, yeah, it's a great achievement. I think uh, to be, you know, motivated and competitive and, um, and also have sponsors and team owners, um, crew, engineers, uh, you know, support you as well for that long to, to want to work with you and have you at their team. is Yeah, it's, it's a really good achievement. So i um, really proud of it. But it's funny, when you're still racing, you're looking forward, not um, at what you've done or backwards, you know, like you're still looking forward to the, the next races to come. So um, great stats, but uh, about like 39 race wins, 30, you know, 40, 41, 42 come Perth. So, um, yeah, a lot to race for. But, yeah, very proud of the 600 start. I think stats just make you feel older, to be fair. It just means that <laughs> you look back and you go, jeez, I've been around a while, haven't I? So, um, but and looking at your stats here, mate, and because as you know, being a good mate, you, I study your stats a lot. So, I've got them in front of me. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, but this is one I didn't know actually. That um, obviously uh, Frosty's last podium was at um, was at Barbagello in, in the Tickford Racing Car. But he's mm. you're the most winningest driver at Barbagello with seven main game race wins and sixteen podiums. So I mean. Do you, what's what's the go? Do you do you just gel with a track, or you've just had great cars, or what's the you know what's the affiliation there with Perth? Because um, you know that's that's pretty cool, and, and knowing that going to uh, to Barbagello next for for that six hundred start, I mean that's obviously you know obviously like the John. Yeah, I've got a few tracks that I think um, I just gel with for whatever reason, and obviously it's car dependent. You don't just rock up mm. and drive a slow car to the front and you don't drive a fast car to the back you know the kind of the equipment is so important but um but the next couple of rounds Barbagello, um simmons plains uh Sandown, they're probably my three absolute go-to places probably darwin as well so they're, they're you know this is definitely one that that i really enjoy but um it is a track that's been very good for tickford too in the past you know i think uh we've clean swept there before and as a, as a team and um, you know, I think, you know, that was very strong in the past. So the, the challenge is to to get this Gen 3 car um, to do what I want at Barbagello. And I, I don't think we're that far away. I think um, the car is getting a lot closer, especially qualifying trim. Um, I think we're getting a lot closer. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's a little, you know, I like those tracks where you don't make a mistake because half a tenth can be 10 grid spots. And when there's only five or six corners and, every corner counts and they're the ones I think are my, um, you know, my, my better tracks where you, you have to nail the lap. And um, yeah, I think that's worked for me in the past. So hopefully, yeah, in a, in a you know, week's time we can um, get a good result there and get Charlie the results because all these stats that I have, um, 
Charlie wants new ones. That's what he employs me for. He wants them all at Team 18. So um, hopefully, yeah, we've got a good result coming up. Um, I, I don't want to harp on the 600 because I know you've done a bunch of interviews, Mark, over this last week with a bunch of people. But one thing I haven't heard is is if you if you go to other sports, and of course, the SEN is very well known for our uh, our coverage of NRL and NFL, uh, uh, AFL, and, AFL and all, that. all that kind of stuff. So if we look at who the top three players are, of both NRL and AFL to have played the most games, and you're now in the top three to have competed in the most supercar events. In NRL, the names are Cam Smith, Cooper Cronk, and Darren Lockyer. Not bad. Three Not bad. To... absolutely kill me every year we play them in Origin, but yeah, that's <laughs> there good. You go. There you go. And in <laughs> AFL, Brent Harvey, Michael Tuck, and Sean Burgoyne. Yep. Good names. Like Good so list. if you go you go to the motorsport side of it, there's Craig Lowndes, there's Garth Tander, and there's Mark Winterbottom. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, obviously. Um, you know, to, to be in the sport a long time means you you're doing something right, you know, because it's a it's a tough, you know, when you, you say other sports, they've obviously got um mental, uh, physical, um, you know, so many components where we're lucky with the physical aspect that you don't get beaten up um, week in, week out, but mentally you do. Like, mentally you get beat up. Motorsport's probably the most uh, um, beat-up sport in that in that side of it. So, um, but, yeah, I think, you know, you, you just got to be motivated. If you're not motivated, you don't do things well. And that's where, in our sport, I think, uh, you know, every round's different. Then you get new generations of cars. You get new engineers, team members. It, it's forever changing, so it's always fresh. And... Um, and yeah, if you do a, a good job, look after you, you know, you look after yourself and stay motivated and stay hungry, then um, age is a number, you know. I think I'm fitter now than I was, and I've looked at photos. People put up some really nice photos of a chubby-faced 21-year-old. Um, you know, I'm fitter now than I ever been. So it's kind of age is a number, and yeah, you can go on as long as you're motivated and committed. Then um, you know, it's just a number. Hey, mate. Um... Just quickly, before I get to the next question, um, thank God that you've done this milestone in motorsport and you're a good driver because I've seen you kick a footy and you're very average. <laughs> oh, Mate, I'm, I'm about to start my career. <laughs> <laughs> this, coming, this coming from the greatest ball athlete that we know in motorsport. Hey, I can kick you. A, a mega torpedo I can. I can't run for it, but I can kick Steve it. Steve Johnson does the business. There you go. Get your weight um, behind it, mate, and it'll be going 60 metres. Yeah, exactly. All right, only 60. Um, I do want to ask, though, about, you know, I mean, Mark, you and I started, obviously, before Project Blueprint. You've been from that to the Project Blueprint but back in 2013 uh, when the Car of the Future uh, started and then, uh, obviously, through the FG and the FGX and all that sort of thing with Tickford um, and then, obviously, Team 18 with the, with the ZB. Obviously, another era now. I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, I know we've 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 heard a lot of stuff uh, in the media about it, and a lot of positive, a lot of negative, and all that sort of stuff. I mean, can you remember back to when it did change from Project Blueprint to 2013? And and because I remember the dramas I had back there with those cars, and it's it's I think people are fairly short-sighted not seeing that, uh, and then being overly critical on what's happening right now. Because I think the cars now are going to be sensational, but we just need and the teams need a bit of time 
to get a few of the issues sorted out that that you know, you know, obviously, arguably, probably shouldn't have been issues. Yeah, I, like I think the car's really good. The current car um, is really good to drive. Like I think out of all the cars I've driven, it's one of the most fun. I think um, you know they just got too perfect uh, in the previous car to this car of the or sorry Gen Three car of the future was too perfect. They literally um, become an engineering race where you go downstairs, you make an upright, don't like it. Go downstairs, make another upright, don't like it. Build this, build that. It was too perfect. Um, where this car's raw, they move around a bit. Um, when you're in a slide, you've got to hustle a bit. Um, the throttle response isn't perfect, but you know that the other bloke you're racing has got the same thing. So I, I think it's a fantastic car to drive. It's just a little bit hard to race at the moment, given how fragile they are. You know, a, a small nudge can rip the rear end out, um, which, you know, is, is teething errors, but they'll, they'll get on top of it. But the, the good part is that if, something goes wrong on one car and we've seen teething issues you know obviously the, the fires and stuff that's huge but if it goes wrong on one car as a category they have to fix it where previously it was on a you built this different you built that different so i feel like we're all in and it's a, it's a really good way to go racing and the, the cars look good they sound i think they have the best out of all the era of cars i've ever driven um they sound the best um so oh, no, I'm really positive about the, the Gen 3 car. I think they're a lot of fun to drive. But um, I think the previous car, that, that Gen 3, uh, sorry, the, the car of the future car, um, I thought it was best when it was raw. And when it got too good, I actually didn't like it, to be fair. And I thought, you know, it was too perfect. So following a car, aero wash, the car's got more aero every year. They just affected them. So um, I hope these stay a little bit raw and... Uh, you know, tidy up a bit with racing where you can bang wheels and not rip the rear end out. That's obviously um, got to be fixed, but I'm a big fan. I think they're a good car. So obviously there's a couple of little things that I want to ask you about. Obviously, they seem like from, from the consensus of everybody else, they're, they're a little bit hotter inside. I, I don't know if you agree with that, but um, but also um, they obviously are harder to drive, Mark, are they? I mean, you know, yes, you're right. The... Um, the previous model car, it was is the Gen Two. I guess you'd say it was. It got refined that much that it was so good at the end that um, you know if you were a tiny bit out of the window, it wasn't great. But once it was in the window, it was a fantastic car to drive in the end. But um, but having these cars are a lot less downforce. Uh, they seem harder to drive. We see more uh, mistakes from the drivers. You know how how long I don't know how long it's been since I've ever seen SVG make a big mistake like he did at the AGP in practice and obviously have a big spin and damage the car so they're obviously harder to drive so is that is that something that you like? Yeah my opinion is that when you turn on any sport you have to see the people doing things that you can't you know like when yep. um, you know you, you want to see people make mistakes because they're not perfect and when they're making mistakes it actually um, you know rewards or shows how good they are doing when they nail it because um the, the you know the cars should be hard to drive and they were they almost become a gt car like they become a good car you just cruise around and you can have a train of 10 cars behind you they couldn't pass you they aero washed and it almost become a qualifying race where you get on the front row you get a podium that was just how it was where now we're seeing cars drive through from 10 to 12 um if you're fast you can pass and um the grand prix really showed that i thought that was uh some of the best racing we've seen for a very very long time but in terms of temp um 
this is one thing that baffles me. I'm 30 degrees cooler than my previous car, and wow. other guys wow. are 30 degrees hotter for a control category. I'm still scratching my head at that, so I'm trying to work out what <laughs> what some people are doing because clearly something's going on. So um, I'm, I'm clearly, clearly your helmet box is in the right spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm trying to work out some things there, but um, but no, the cars are, are cool and but. You, you work harder because they move around more. So Newcastle, yeah. you know, the brakes, you're on the brake, you're trying to modulate it more. It's not just 800 PSI pressure and hold. It's 800, 500, 600, catch it, where's it going, down blip. You know, the thing's moving around and you're working and it's 95 laps is, um, you know, it's physical. But in terms of temp, it was, it was really good. So I, I think, yeah, as a whole, I think the car's a massive plus and a big tick to supercars for what they've done. And, um, yeah, get through a little teething things, and it's going to be one of the best cars we've ever ever built. Pretty sure Percats and JC's cars are hotter than most, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, mate, a um, couple of things. We we've got a text. Uh, we had a, a message actually. This is on our Facebook from Lee today. He wants to know uh, who you think the next Supercars Championship winner will be, and from someone who hasn't won it yet. So not a U, not a J Dub, not a not an SVG. Who do you reckon who's coming up? Who do you reckon's in the box to to win a championship outside any of the current winners? Um, I, who knows? Who knows? I think um, you know this, this sport's very short-minded. So you remember the last race, and then we always do. We forget about what happened three rounds ago. We only remember what happened last race. So um, you know, going to Perth, anything can happen. But um, you know, obviously the Erebus cars are very quick at the moment. So uh, from a championship point of view, um, you know, they're looking good, but it's very early days in the new car. So someone could just get it right and and bag a heap of points, go to Bathurst and, um, you know, jag 300 points there. Someone has reliability issues and the, the thing changes really quickly. So um, hard to know. Like, I, I think, yeah, it's still very open. You know, I think reliability is going to play a big role without, you know, throughout the year as well. Um, just with, uh, you know, cars bumping each other and, you know, 150 points or Bathurst or Sandown could be 300 points. You could lose 600 in two races back to back. So um, hard to tell. But, you know, looking like most people do, one round ago, the Erebus cars were, were the standout. So if they maintain that form, they're, um, you know, they're looking good. But... You know, I can't go past the Triple Eight car as well. That's very quick. Like at Newcastle, he absolutely dominated. So um, who knows if they can beat him? Who whoever beats beats them is going to win it. Well, there's exactly. teammates in there, isn't he, Matty? Yeah, Brock. Absolutely, it. he's a newbie. So yeah, Brock could uh, Brock can challenge on the right day, as we've seen. Uh, and also from our Facebook, uh, Graham Lagalo, who's a great bloke. Who's a great bloke. We, he he's. Uh, He's always up on the comment and he's always up on the chat. Um, he's asked a question that sort of dives back into your past, Mark Winterbottom, because his question's about cart uh, stars, as in K-A-R-T, cart stars, because back in the day, there's a number of competitors in go-karting and cart stars that went on to become supercars drivers, championship Bathurst winners, not unlike your good self. So, uh, and apparently, I'm not a karting guy, but apparently that championship doesn't exist anymore. And he wants to know, do we miss it? Is it a, a missed opportunity that we don't have something like that as a feeder now into supercars? Yeah, well, that was um, 
when manufacturers really supported it too, I guess. You know, like mm-hmm. um, the reason Ford car starts come about was because, and, and Stevie J would know this, but when uh, when the Young Lions program came out for Holden, I think the youngest Ford driver at the time was 28 or something. And they had, wow. um, I think Dick was still running actually. And they, so they had yep. a few guys in their 50s. And so Ford drivers were, were very old. And then Barguana, Kelly, um, all these 19, 18-year-olds come in um, Ford and Howard Marsden, who was there at the time, said, um, hey, we need some youth. We're, we're missing out here. And that was the CART program and the Ford CART stars. And that's why we got in, because it was a $20,000 championship and it gave you a $150,000 scholarship to go race Formula Ford, which was the, the stepping stone. So um, that was driven heavily by really Howard Marsden trying to get his motorsport program and some youth involved. But... Um, you know, manufacturers these days aren't uh, like they were. You know, it's pretty um, – yeah, it's, it's, it's a fair bit different. So who knows? Like, I think they need something. The, the junior categories now, and it gets a little bit lost in the, the way that – where do you go from cards? And mm-hmm. and some guidance would be really good because, for me, without that, I'm, I'm not here talking to you guys. And Caruso could say the same and, and several others. So, um, you know, they need some path because – you know, out of karting now, it's Porsche, Formula Ford, Aussie race cars, Toyota 86, 86. Super 3, Super 2, like this, and it's money. It's just yep. mega money. So, um, you know, T82 or whatever it is, there's so many options. So, um, you know, it, it was a great, not just stepping stone, but um, they, they nurtured you through. It was literally, this is what you're going to do. If you want to go supercars, it's bang, bang, and off, you know, off you go. So yep. it would be great to see it again because... That's where the talent comes from. Yeah, and you're right, mate. Because it's uh, it's there's so many different options now. Um, a lot of them are, you know, and obviously as as everything's done, you know, as life's done, it's gotten more expensive as we've as we've gotten further and further into the years. And um, um, you know, you get to the point now where you know even Super Three and Super Two are basically out of the reach of so many people because of the price gap and 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 the running costs of those cars. Um, coming through from Formula Ford. I'm sure Formula Ford, Mark, I'm not sure if you remember or knew roughly what your Formula Ford budget was back in the day, but it's probably double or triple now, I would imagine. So, um, um, you know, then you get to the 86s and stuff, which are 286, which is a fantastic category and and perfect for what we need. But then from, from there, what do you do? Like there's a gap of, you know, there's TA2, and then from TA2 or Trans Am, there's a gap of probably three or four hundred thousand dollars or more to go up to super three or two so you're absolutely right mate we do need a pathway and we need you know uh to to you know maybe re-energize that with ford and and get these companies on board so that we can then start to bring some more some more youth through you know some some good youth like we've had with maddie mckeldon and the utes (laughs) 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 you're an idiot (laughs) (laughs) we all we all know what happens to maddie and the utes don't we nimsy into the wall for Matt McKeldin. Oh, oh sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, Frosty, aren't you glad you never had Steve as a teammate? <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll leave that one alone. I, um, <laughs> I, yeah, I won't go anywhere no. with that. Actually, You're talking nasty. about one of your other comments, Stevie J, um, yep. you know, about you kicking a, uh, a footy. My, my kids mm. thought you played for Geelong and won a few premierships, but I had to tell them. <laughs> It was a different bloke. Um, you had to disappoint them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, 
Yeah, Maybe exactly. He doesn't race cars on Sunday and play for Geelong on Saturday. So. <laughs> you know, the funny thing with that is, Mark, that uh, uh, when, when he decides to get himself into mischief on the road with the police, I'm the one that gets the blame for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> if that's what he so does. So you should too. So you should too. <laughs> um, Mark, before we let you go, we have – occasionally we do a bit of a thing, a bit of an indie car. You know how they've got the – the fast six and that sort of stuff. I want to give you a bit of a fast five countdown as we head into your 600th round. They're kind of one word answers, but uh, only five questions and one word answers. Here we go. Of all of your 600 rounds, toughest competitor. Oh, I will say wind cup. There you go. Wind cup. Favorite circuit. Uh, Oh, we just lost you there, Mark. Say that again. Bathurst. Uh, we'll go Bathurst. Bathurst, okay. Yep. Everyone's favourite. Mm-hmm. Most disliked circuit? Uh, hmm. I actually don't dislike any, to be fair. Like, I'll say China because it hurt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen that yes. recently Almost in the socials. Cut you in half. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saw that one. Yeah. Um, here's one for you that I bet you never get asked. Favorite of all of your liveries over the 600 race journey, your favorite livery? Uh, I like the Moffat um, tribute, um, and I got to run it twice actually. But the Moffat tribute from from his 77 win um, yes. that was really cool. Very, very cool. And last one, what do you wish you could have driven that you haven't driven and are now unlikely to? What would you have loved to have driven in your career? Oh, I'm, I'm actually pretty good. I've, driven, like, I'm, I'm, I've been in an F1 car as a passenger, so that was pretty cool. Oh, cool. Um, but I would have liked to drive it because sitting in the back seat of a F1 car looking at the back of someone's head I would have liked to be the Frank, the, the, the guy with the keys, not the guy in the back. So I'll say an F1 car. There you go. Was that Will Davison that drove you, that gave you a run around? <laughs> no, it wasn't. But um, it was a guy in uh, Abu Dhabi, actually, when we went for a promo. Um, they just own an F1 car, as you do, and flew a guy out from the UK, um, Jamie Campbell Walter. Walter? Jamie Campbell Walter, I think his name was. And um, flew out, drove us around, and flew home. So. Um, as you do, as you do as when you you're know. in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> hey, I've got a question. I've got a question for Mark before we go. I haven't got a fast, fast five. five. I've got a fast. I've got a fast one. Is that all right? <laughs> <laughs> who, who was uh, out, out of your uh, out of all of your teammates? Who's your favourite teammate? Oh, harsh. Oh, they're, they're all they're all different. Um, <laughs> oh, if I have to pick one, I, I'd, I'd like Waters. Waters is a good dude. I really um. I really liked racing with him. He's a lot of fun and, and a good mate. So, um, but they're all, you know, they're all good in every way and all difficult in every way too. So, um, but, uh, <laughs> I'll no, say that to Scotty Pike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, good. I knew you would do that. You're a mongrel. We're talking about the archives, not about Archive, what's going yeah. on. Yeah, 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 archives, archives. I bet you Chaz. It would have been Stevie J. I just didn't get the opportunity to exactly. race with him. You know, exactly right. Exactly right. Mm. But um, I uh, I reckon that Chaz probably wouldn't have Cam Waters on his favourite teammate. What do you reckon? <laughs> they holiday together. They're, they're very yeah, good they're friends. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you yeah. pay t- close attention to Chaz's socials, you'll see that uh, often Waters is up there on the back deck of, um, of, <laughs> of Chaz's place up here in Queensland, sharing yeah. a – I think last time I saw them together, uh, someone Don't rode a bicycle. No, no, no. Someone rode a bicycle off, like, down his back steps along his – 
along his uh, uh, wharf out the back of his house straight into the water. So, you know, they party, those boys. They party, <laughs> don't worry about that. Thanks, <laughs> hey, Frosty, we've kept you for too long, mate, but uh, congratulations on the milestone that's coming up. And uh, no doubt, but you just talked about, you know, being a passenger in an F1 car in Abu Dhabi. That's just one of the many cool things that you've done. The amount of circuits you've been to, like things like the visit to Coda back in 2014 and all of that. Like, it's an amazing career that you've had. And as Maddie said, what a tremendous, like, little podium of, you know, modern day grades that we got in this sport. Yes, Maddie? Sorry. I, I, I just, um, I wanted to ask you a question very quickly, Mark. Um, it's been announced today that my co-driver in my TA2 car for next weekend is a great mate of yours in Marcus Zakanovic. Now, oh. <laughs> what, yep. what, what do Did I need to Did you notice Mark started laughing straight away? <laughs> He's, uh, he's my he's my best mate. So um, there you go. Right. So he, he, what do he, I need to know? He's one. Well, he's one of the best people and the most genuine people. Because you know, in, in motorsport, you would know um, yeah. everyone that <laughs> you meet uh, genuine <laughs> genuine friends that uh, have your back, and others that put the knife in the back. And he's a good sure. one. He's a good guy, um, and full of character and. Um, yeah, one one of the best blokes I know. So you'll you'll have fun with him. You win, lose, or draw, you'll have a laugh, which is wow. uh, which is what it's about. And it's good to That's see him a... back actually after his horrific ankle injury. So uh, yeah. you know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure he's looking for. It's good to get him back at Tasmania in the Newcastle, and it's going to be cool to uh, to to watch him on the rerun, Maddie, in your car because I'm going to be obviously in Perth. So uh, good luck up there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we sort of uh, when Marcus and I started talking about this. He said, oh, I just I don't know how I'm going to go with my heel and toe and, uh, you know, my, my right foot breaking and all that kind of stuff. I said, mate, don't worry about it. I left foot break. So you'll be right. Just throttle on and uh, left foot break and you'll be you'll be dancing. So, uh, no, it's going to be really good. He's, he's old man Mick's coming up as well. And I've known Marcus for 20-odd years through the V8 Ute categories and all that kind of stuff. And uh, really glad to have him in the car. And, and I'm really glad also, Mark Winterbottom, that you said that about Mark Zekanovic because Marcus Zekanovic, He's much maligned. He's not a big, high-profile guy, but he is—he is a genuinely honest bloke and a nice bloke. And I'm gonna—I'm really looking forward to spending next weekend with him up in Darwin. I'm jealous. It'll be good. You'll have fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, just quickly. I know you got to go, Nimsy, but uh, but but this is a cracking uh, uh, text has come in from Shane Shane Butler from Bendigo. Michael Jordan and Scotty Pippen, Wally Lewis and Alfie Langer, Dick Johnson and John Bow, and now finally the Mount Rushmore of iconic sporting duos. Is Marcus Sakanovic and Matt McKeldon? <laughs> yeah, right. <righto. laughs> hey. Well, Frosty, I, I know I said that we'll probably chat you for fifteen minutes, so I'm a blatant liar there. So apologies yeah. for keeping you for so long <laughs> on your Wednesday night. Hopefully, uh, Renee didn't have uh, your dinner sitting there for you and be like, "I'll be about ten minutes." Because in the past, we have ruined people's dinner plans. So apologies for that. Go well in Perth, mate. We look forward to seeing your trackside and uh, all the best for the milestone. And here's to 600 more. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. And good luck in Darwin. You'll have a ball. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. There you go. Mark Mark Winterbottom there from DeWalt Racing and Team 18. Boys, look at these texts. They're coming in thick and fast. Do you want to get through some of them? Uh, You can read them, Nimsy, because you're better at reading. No, no. Could you do that? Because I want to say goodbye to Mark. Oh, right. Well, you can do that then. Uh, (laughs) Hey, team. (laughs) Hey, team. Do you think there is any chance that supercars will ever bring the Gen 3 flammable Ford Mustangs and the crucified Chev Camaros to Highlands Motorsport Park. And that's from uh, in Cromwell in New Zealand. That's from Tony from Gore, New Zealand. I don't think we've had Tony 
text in. You must be listening oh, on the app, on you, Tony. Tony. So, I don't think we have. In fact, we've what? actually got a whole bunch of people here that uh, are some are some yeah tell you new what, ones. Fr- um, Frosty, what's the bring, Frosty what? brings in the uh, in the numbers. Yeah, the peeps, he does. What do you reckon? Could we see him? I'd love to see supercars at Highlands Park. Mm, I'd love I think to so. see that. Uh, there is no reason if they're going to go over there, CBJ. You wouldn't do Hampton Downs and then, like, do a double header. You do Hampton back Downs back. and then yep. you rip down and you do Highlands. I reckon that would be sensational. And so, Tone, uh, I hope so, mate. I really, really hope so. Uh, fingers crossed. And thank you very much for texting in, Tony. It's good to have, because we often say, you know, text in wherever you are. Keep your text messages coming in. And oh, that's. There's one of your own. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. Frank's from Fakatani. You're from Gore. Where's Gore yeah. in New Zealand? G O R E. Yeah, text in, please. I mean, I know we know. could we could Google it, but it's more fun this way. Yeah. Uh, 043-98-1116 <laughs> is the text line here on the driver's seat. We're off and running, and we're going to be talking about Perth in just a little bit. Actually, no. We'll get to more of your messages right after this. On the driver's seat, thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. It's a driver's seat across Australia. Thanks to Kubota for over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson right across the country, quite literally, uh, as we count down towards the Perth Super Sprint. And uh, it's going to see the return of the Super 2 slash Super 3 Dunlop series and a bit of a change. Well, not a bit of a change. It's actually a rather big change. And this is going to have a, uh, a rather significant effect on the weekend for young Jet Steve because um, the Supercars Commission has approved the series request to replace lap count with an allotted period for races with no lap count. So it's going to be 40 minutes up from the previous 30 and an increase in race duration. It's all a bunch of gobbledygook here that, are, that they've gone and put out on um, their press releases and whatnot. So for the, for the layman, for the, the, the simple man out there, i.e. me, what the hell does this mean? Simpleman or simpleton? Simpleton, or... simpleman. There you go, see? <laughs> so what's all this about? Well, I think um, obviously there's been some, some issues in the past with regard to time certain races and, and, and safety car races and safety car doing more laps, et cetera, et cetera. And I think what people have got to realise is that um, the supercar's schedule, time schedule, has always been very, very tight. You know, it's always been based around supercars, like Formula One. They don't move any sort of, um, they don't move any timing of any other categories. They've always got to start on time. So what they've done now, rather than having lap races that the laps tick away under safety car and that sort of stuff, they've gone to a timed race. Now this timed race, they've, they've also added 10 minutes to that, which is, is actually massive from up from 30 minutes to 40 minutes in duration. Now I'm, I'm not 100% sure if uh, this is correct, I'm, I'm 95% sure. So that time allocation actually starts from when you drive out of pit exit to go around to do your you know, warm-up formation lap, get around to the grid and all that sort of stuff. So it's actually not from green flag to checkered flag. It's actually the time when you're actually on track, whether you're actually racing flat out or you're just touring around for your um, you know, cool-down lap or your warm-up lap, etc. But that's going to make a big difference. So rather than having a, an actual lapped race capped at a certain amount of laps, they're actually just going to run the race uh, as long as they can under the time situation. So it's going to make it a bit difficult for uh, 
the teams to work out exactly? I mean, you can work out over 40 minutes, you know, uh, and over a certain amount of laps, certain time per lap, it's going to be, you know, 22 laps or whatever it's going to be. Um, you know, but then obviously then you've got to take into consideration safety car laps or a delayed start or whatever it might be. And then um, you've got to work your way. you almost got to reverse engineer it so that you can give the driver the information. Okay, well, you know, you've actually got 10 laps to go, but no, you've actually got six laps to go in regard to the time. So, yeah, right. so it's, it's right. I think, or, or it might be more. It might be 15 laps to go. So I think this is going to hopefully give all of the guys in Super 2 and Super 3 a little bit more leeway and a little bit more... Um, I guess incentive to to not be or not have to be desperate to get to the front or desperate mm. to get past that car. There's actually going to be more time involved for you to be able to race and strategize your race and tires are going to go off a bit further and and all that sort of thing. So it's it's I think it's going to be a great thing and and we're going to see much more exposure for the Super Two and Super Three category and more importantly more racing laps for all the competitors. I mean, I love all this in theory, Steve J. I love it all in theory. In theory, exactly what you're saying should happen. When we look at the the ages and experience levels of the guys in Super 2 and Super 3, the great majority of them are young, brash, trying to build a career, all Win that all kind of stuff. Kind of Win it, we trophy of the trees type guys. Do you reckon that they're going to be able to keep control of themselves? Do you reckon they're going to be able to, like you, you or whoever is going to be on the phone to Jet and whoever's going to be on the phone to all the other guys? You guys are going to have to be seriously strong with your drivers Todd to Kelly make on sure the that they actually, that they actually understand this change and that it's not just a you know a hectic, crazy sprint. Uh, corner after corner after corner after corner. It's going to uh, – yeah, uh, the jury's out for me. I hope it works, obviously, uh, but the proof's going to be in the pudding, I reckon. Yeah, you know, I, I understand what you're saying, and it's right, but let's not stereotype just one category here. Let's go back. I mean, TCM's a different story. We had, you know, obviously low numbers of cars. We had a couple of issues and stuff, but we had pretty clean races. But every other category, every other category at Newcastle, was littered with safety cars mm, and, and time certain races. You know what I mean? So, um, and pretty much every other category apart from supercars, supercars is literally full professional drivers. Sure. You know, so that's why you just still do do see incidents in, in supercars, but that's why they, you know, they get more time. Obviously, they still do have safety cars, but they've got 94 laps to um, to figure out their race. Whereas, sure. you know, when you're going to, to Newcastle uh, in super two super three category or whatever it might be or you know Aussie race cars Aussie race got eight cars, laps yeah, yeah. you know or ten laps so yeah. so as soon as you have one safety car uh, it, it it basically puts paid to your race not only because of the amount of race time and distance that that the support categories get which is very minimal yeah but also the recovery times the recovery times taking too long way too long now yeah. I'm not dissing anyone uh, that's volunteers they all do a fantastic job yeah. Now, sometimes, you know, you look at it and you drive. It, it is frustrating when you drive past the same car three laps in a row and it hasn't moved and there's a tilt tray sitting in front of it. You go, yeah, what no is question. going on? Yeah, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, And, so and the hoping... stress with that, Steve J, is then TV, right? Because Correct. they're up against TV scheduling. So the, the average person might think, oh, well, mate, they'll pick it up at some stage. But yeah. TV rules. If there is a hard cut TV time, they're just going to cut the laps, aren't they? 
Yeah, absolutely right. But but and going back to what you're saying too, Manny, about the young guys, absolutely. You know, they you know they need to learn, uh, and that's what the category is for to learn. Uh, is yeah. it going to happen straight away? Absolutely not, mate. They're, you know, they're all out there to try to prove a point that they're the next big thing in in supercars or wherever it might be. Well, they might be trying um, to land a co-drive or something. Land like a that. co-drive, yeah, yeah whatever yeah. it is. You know, and you got to remember that. It is a rookie category. This there are, and that's yes. what it is designed By for. Its so, yeah. yep. so yep. It, it it is going to have incidents. There is going to be more silly stuff going on because they haven't got the experience of the Mark Winterbottoms and the Shane Van Gisbergens and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, some silly stuff is going to happen, um, yep. and you've got to understand that and and make sure that you know we learn from it. They learn from it, which is why they're in this category. Um, to learn their mistakes before they hopefully get to the, the big the show in supercars. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, another interesting one that uh, this has brought up as well, because they were talking about, remember how after last year's Super 2, when it pretty much went full Super 2, everyone was just like, oh, look how many, like such and such, about 90% of it was under safety car, da, 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 da. So they've taken some steps to fix that. And I reckon it will be one of those things where it'll be a real harsh learning curve for a lot of these guys, they'll be like, oh, crap, um, we've really got to rethink what we're doing. And I'm sure you've probably had that conversation with with Jet, too, to be like, hey, look, yep. remember, this is, like, remember the game plan we had in Newey? Not going to yes, happen yep. now in <laughs> Perth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. But also, it's track dependent, too. It depends. Thinking about that extra 10 minutes uh, at Perth, Perth's under a 60-second lap. So you, you've actually got, if you're talking about laps, you're going to get 11 or 12 more laps in the race with this extra time than what you would have last year. You know, irrespective of whether there's safety cars or not, there's there's that many more minutes. And and if these races do go green the whole way for for some miracle reason, these young guys <laughs> are going to these young guys like they're going to go. Whoa, you know, like another another 10 or 12 laps on top of you know. You look at that. You look at a 40 minute. Uh, allocation, say there's 35 minutes of racing, of actual racing, that's going to be nearly nearly 37 laps or 38 laps around Barbagello. You know, that's and a that's a long way for for a rookie. It is, and what's going to be really interesting too is that there are two, if not three, spots around a relatively short course at Barbagello where you can send it. You can bomb deep. You can bomb deep into one. You can bomb deep at the bowl, and you can bomb deep on the final corner. It'll be really interesting to see whether uh, uh, these young fellas can keep themselves under control, or they get sucked in, which is a really easy thing to do. Because we didn't see them into ma- that hail mary pass in any of those spots. Because do you remember when Murph uh, went back to Bathurst last year? How he's like, "What is everyone doing?" Yeah, <laughs> it, it's not as Stevie J. It's not said. It's not just. The Junior Burgers, when we go to Perth, we see things that we typically don't see in other places. So I'm, yeah, th- there's there's a couple of things I'm really looking forward to at Barbagallo. One of them is in the GT category to see how that goes and uh, also to see how Super 2, Super 3 goes. Yeah, just just quickly, Tony uh, from Gore, Gore, that's is that, that's right. That's and the he one, Gore. Yep. Yep. He's, he has, and he has brought up another good point that, that I had down um, was the biggest frustration is sometimes when these young guys, uh, if they do have an incident or an accident on their own and they, they can possibly manoeuvre themselves away and get behind the wall or in an escape road or something where the race can continue, um, a lot of the time that doesn't happen. You know what I mean? I so can't sit there. That is another learning curve for these guys to understand that they need to try um, – 
to do that to obviously not only let the race go, but obviously get themselves get out themselves of harm's way if they yeah. if they can, if they've still got more than, you know, two wheels on the thing. <laughs> yeah, but um, keep your text coming through. 0433981116 is our number. We'll take a quick break and get to some more of your messages in just a moment on the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. <laughs> This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Plenty of uh, motorsport on the way. We've got the Kings of the North coming up next weekend. The Perth Super Sprint. We'll talk a little bit about TCR uh, because we got a little bit of a clip on uh, on the social medias about our thoughts oh, on... Oh, we uh, did. But, uh, you know, we weren't being... Any, we, we were actually just voicing some legitimate concerns. But we'll get to that in in a bit. Um, get your texts and your messages coming through. You can all... You, you can, I, I need to look at the socials, don't I? Oh, don't worry. <laughs> on the, uh, just once would be nice. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, I know I'm old school. I don't look at socials. Well, I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can reach us around the clock on our Facebook page and our Instagram, the the... Handle, I think it's called here, yeah, at Driver's Seat Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, and we have just got one into the uh, on the text line, 0433981116. Evening, gentlemen. Uh, how will the track surface be at the Perth Super Sprint? I remember when it was resurfaced a few years ago, the grip levels were insane, but it seems to have settled. With less aero, I'm intrigued to see how the Gen 3 cars go, including tyre wear and tyre deck. Degradation. The word's degradation, Nimsy. It was just easy to go tyre deck. I see how you went there, though. Tyre deck. Rob the Ranger in Camden. Boys, you're a bit better with this one than I am. It actually, yeah, it's right. And Matty have contested this. It's always good when they first do it, and every year it just gets a little bit harder, a little bit less, less, less. For quite a while there, Matty, for... I reckon maybe a couple of years at least, mm. the the track was that good, and the and the tire because when the tracks are really good and there's a lot of grip there, what what causes the tire to deteriorate is sliding. Yes, and just for everybody, just just in case you didn't know, as soon as you slide it, it overheats it, it wears it. That's that's what creates bad tire deg. Now, if the track's so grippy that you're not sliding, then you don't get any tire deg. So what was happening? Um, when it was freshly resurfaced, by the end of the race, as the fuel was lightening in the cars, they were actually setting faster lap times because there was no tyre deg, as Nimsy puts it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> now, because um, Perth is, is built basically in a massive sand pit, um, you know, it's had that, those years of, of deterioration and, and sand and, and weather and all that, and, and it really scuffs up. Basically, it goes from a... I don't know what you would call it, Manny. Like a, it goes from 800 grid at the start down to yes. 170 or whatever it is. I'm not a painter. Is that about right? It's yeah. And and there are probably two corners on the circuit that really hurt the car. It's when you're going up the hill, Stevie J. Tell me if I'm wrong, but when you're going up the hill to the sort of left hand side as you go up over to the bowl, so you you're yep. keeping that right hand tire under load. For ages and ages and ages. Then you go down into what they call the bowl or cold corner. And then you tip the car over. And now it's really working that rear left as you come up out of uh, cold corner over the rise and down into the final turn. Yep. But that elongated long stretch of time that those tyres 
are being worked absolutely smashes the rear. There's two different lines you can take out of Cobb Corner. You can take the wide line or the or the inside line. But regardless, no matter how you do it, you're going to torch your tyres. The surface, the sand, and the shape of the corners all contribute to blowing your tyre to pieces. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I think it's absolutely sensational. That's what we need, right? Mm-hmm. So Actually, I'm hoping... Sorry, go, Manny. Keep going. I'm just hoping that... You're right with these cars, less aero, harder to drive, track surface not being amazing. I hope they torch the tyres completely because it always makes for great racing. Uh, and I think I, – so, okay. no, I was going to say, Nims, I've got a really, really good oh, – I don't know if it's really good. I've got a, a good <laughs> explanation on how to do this. Go. That 800, that 800 grit, put it down and rub your hand along it really hard yep. and feel and see what that's and see what the palm of your hand looks like afterwards. Yep. Then put 120 down and do it there. And see yeah. and 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 see how fast your hand wears out. Then basically, that's what it's like. You know, there's there's a lot of the bitumen that is missing out of it, and and once the bitumen's missing out of it, if you put your tire on the track, effectively when it's brand new and it's billiard table smooth, 100% of the tire's touching the ground. Take bits out of that, and yeah. then add it all up. There's maybe 60% or 70% of the coverage of tire on the track, and that's what it is. That's where you lose the grip. Hmm. Um, here's one from Zach. Uh, I hope we do see more green running in the Dunlop series, but I think for it to work, they need to be hard on reinforcing driver standards at the driver's briefing and throughout the weekend. But we'll have the answer after next weekend. Now, Stevie, Don't you've, been, disagree, you've been to many a driver briefing in your illustrious career. Oh, he's even chaired a few. Nimsy. <laughs> Drive through Johnson. He would have stood up <laughs> front being Teacher Jay. Well, how yep. many, now, how many times have you gone in there and just like, Either soaked it all up or you just, need, or just sort of you gone. need to calm down oh. soundtrack. That's what you need. <laughs> you mean this one? You need to calm down. That's what he would have done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and Zach is right in a way. Um, but I can tell you what, Craig Baird, he, he is the driver standards advisor uh, for the Super 2 and Super 3 category. And he does a fantastic job. There's no one better for that job. He's very knowledgeable. And, um, and they do. I mean, they do write the ride act to these guys and let them know exactly what they're going to miss out on, what it means to, to obviously understand keeping your car off the fence or whatever it might be. So they do, you know, but I mean, it's like anything. You can tell your kid one thing and then, you yeah. know, two hours later, it's they, they've forgotten exactly what you've said and they go out and they need to do, they need to do it <laughs> literally five minutes before they get in the car. Mm, yeah, <laughs> and, don't disagree. Uh, but, yeah, but um, but he is right, and and they do they they are strong and and, and firm with them, um, and the the penalties are harsh when they when they do do something wrong. So, um, but I mean, what else do you do? I mean, it's it's like like we've both just yeah. said, it is a beginner rookie category where people are trying to. Um, yes, they've driven other things before, go karts and so forth, and eighty sixes or whatever it might be, but you know, every time you get in, like this is a, this is another level, and then if you and if you um. You know, if you just get it slightly wrong, there's big consequences. Uh, here's one through on the text as well, 0433981116. If you'd like to get in touch, evening gentlemen, if you could please give a congratulations to legendary Speedway journo Dennis Nealon for his induction to the Australian Speedway Hall of Fame. He has over 50 years' experience with print, television, and social media, and his roots go back to the Royal Sydney Showgrounds from the 1950s. With thanks from Graham. So uh, on your on your Dennis, Dennis, congratulations, my friend. It's well done, always Dennis. an amazing an amazing achievement to be uh, put into any kind of Hall of Fame. So you've done a great job, mate. Thank you for your service to our sport. Yeah. And uh, good on you, GL, for um, for making us aware of that because we're not necessarily 
Speedway guys here, but um, love to put a shout out to anyone that has given such amazing service and has been recognised by their sport. So uh, big congrats, Dennis. That's awesome. Uh, here's another one too from Scotty in Cronulla. Guys, great show. You've been keeping everyone updated with our motor racing, but why does Channel 7 only cover certain rounds of racing, not the whole series like they used to? Right? Scotty from Cronulla, I think, first time texter in. Good mm-hmm. on you, Scotty. You legend. Uh, yeah, it is rights. It's about what the networks want to pay and how much the uh, the owners of the series will accept for a whole series. Um, but it's also a financial decision, Scotty, because not unlike most sports now, the majority well, Fox of... Sports haven't got the rights of yeah. everything, That's basically. right. So it's behind a paywall. So Except for, you know, the uh, the Newcastles, the yes. the Townsvilles, the Bathurst, and, the, and I think it's... Is it Sandown? I'm not sure. I don't, is Sandown... Oh, no, I'm there's, sure there's Gold Coast, there's Bathurst, there's a few... There, there's Blue a, Chip like, events are all on seven, and yeah. then the rest of it, I believe, Matt, there's is, a, is obviously... There's a law Fox. that I won't go into because I don't want to bore everyone to tears. It's not already bored, but it's, it's called anti Siphoning laws and you and it's a government thing and you you have to take a certain level yeah. of blue chip event of every sport to free to air television. So you can't just have it all locked away behind a paywall. So kind of like how why you sort of, why you have state of origin on free to air. Correct. But, correct. But you know maybe exactly. seeing the Eels take on the Broncos. Yeah. 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 On Fox but Lake. it's. It's it's a really good call, Scotty, and and um, I think as punters like Stevie J and I are, I don't think uh, there's just it's good for the business uh, from a financial standpoint. I don't think it's good for the fans. Mm. I think Stevie J and Nimsy and I would love to see every round live on TV, so that those seven that, or nine or ten, I don't know, I don't care. I, don't care. I think we would like for our fans and our punters and those who have supported this sport for you know, damn near 50, 60 years now, we would like to take it to every set of eyeballs that we can. Because the other argument to all that, Stevie J, is that if you're a family and you've got a junior burger in the house and they're only seeing a few of our races throughout the year, how do we build the next generation of fans for our sport when those little eyeballs are not seeing it? I mean, you were around it as a kid, Stevie J. I was around it as a kid. We looked up to our parents and our and our people that were in the sport as gods, and we watched it on TV in front of the couch. You're in your in your fake go-kart or whatever you are. That, <laughs> we're in Daisy Hill um, watching your dad bang around Bathurst. Um, I watched the Red Coat Brigade while my dad was off working with the Holden Racing Team or the HDT back in those days. So they became gods. And I worry about our future, that our Junior Burger kids, if they're not involved in go-karting, how can we get the next set of fans? And it's going to rely on mums and dads taking them to the circuit, and that's not always a financial opportunity either. So yeah, it's a concern. Absolutely. Very much so. Um, keep your texts coming through, 0433 um, we, there was a bit of concerns. Well, there was a radical introduction for 2022 that uh, was floated by Supercars, the live pit lane. Uh, we'll be mm. talking about that in just a moment. But we'll take a quick pause for the cause and get back with more of the driver's seat right after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. So much to talk about. Plenty of supercars action on the way. I really should have mentioned to Scott when he uh, sent his message in about, you know, wishing uh, the Channel 7 covered only certain mm-hmm. rounds. Uh, I should have told him that you could 
tuned it SEN. into to SEN, mate. Yes. Aaron Noonan. Of course. Noons, James Moffat doing some fantastic yeah. work on SEN Supercars. Um, yes, you can. Yeah. And that's the, the first time ever that uh, you can get a an almost blow-by-blow radio coverage free to air on your favourite SEN station or on the driver's seat app or on the SEN app. Uh, coverage of supercars action. So if you're at the back, if you're mowing the lawns, if you're driving a truck or whatever, yeah. and you can't watch it on the telly and you don't have any of the uh, any of the the pay TV platforms, yeah, jump onto SEN and have a listen. And and just as an added bonus, every Sunday morning, spend a bit of time with me and Maddie Mac. We'll do a quick little preview. Yes, the what do we call it? The, the driver's Sunday seat sesh. Sunday sesh, mm-hmm. which I'm going to be doing from Darwin. Yeah, I'm going to take an out. This is the dedication, lads. I'm going to take an outside broadcast kit all the way to Darwin. This is SEN's commitment and mine to you. Uh, and with the time difference, I think I'm going to be on air from Darwin at about six a.m. Nimsy, yes. <laughs> Oh, I um, think. Mate, now, don't, don't make me do math. Please. The only time that I do 6 a.m. Well, there's no time that I do 6 a.m. happily anyway. So, uh, but I. Yeah, there is. Smack gives her the tap on the shoulder. Oh. Yeah. So. Fatty <laughs> wakes up quicker than an ice bar. <laughs> <laughs> you do a fanny comedian. You know Mrs. Mac is going to kill you for that, Stevie J. Um, probably, probably. Uh, so, yes, that is partial indeed. Yeah. So, yes, on the Sunday morning, we'll have not only the Sunday session live updates from what's happening in Perth, we're going to call into Stevie J as well mm-hmm. and get his, uh, his read on what's going on on the ground, the vibe, the marbo, mm-hmm. uh, and then I'll give you a 10-second update on what's happening at the Kings of the North in TA2 land. Yeah, it'll be great fun, so make sure you tune in on that Sunday the 30th. That's the case. Doesn't that mean that I'll be even earlier than you, Matthew, being in Perth? Yeah, just two hours. So. Oh, that's a, that's a... <laughs> yeah. Sorry, mate. You, you know, four a.m. You, eh? You know, you know what you're going to get, Matty. Oh, oh I'm this is get Steve Johnson. Got... I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm not available right now. But please leave a message, and I'll call you back as soon as possible. Yeah, well, we may we may not get a report from on the ground at Stevie J, but we it will it will be uh, Sunday mornings. I think around the country, Eastern Daylight or not Daylight Saving Time, Eastern Standard Time, whatever you call about nine a.m. Nine uh, Nimsy, yep, nine to Mm ten. So yeah. Anyway, there you go. Bit of fun. Yeah, So uh, All your live supercars coverage is right here on SEN and on the driver's seat app. Uh, Speaking of supercars, this this popped up uh, and. It, it's funny because I was listening to the Cashville Motorsport News podcast, which is a fantastic one by AVL and um, mm. and Stefan Bartholomew. Stefan Bartholomew's doing some fine. The man who there. has one of the finest memories in motorsport. Let okay. me tell you, Stefan is a genius when it comes to the history of the sport. Oh, you want the sleuth team on your table for a trivia? Oh night. yeah, well that. that's right. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the sleuth team is you cannot touch the sleuth team for. Mm. Facts and figures and photographs and everything from the past of our sport. As a side note, too, there is a very unhappy Essendon supporter that seems to be texting yeah, I, in on the text yeah. line. And mm. look, whoever's texting in on uh, 246, I know you're upset about Essendon, but realise <laughs> that you've, you've texted into Australia's number one motorsports show, and we are. How are they going? Are Essendon having a bad it, season? Sorry, Maddie. 
I don't know. Are Essendon having a shocker? No, I have they're no going, idea. They're going I think great. It's, they're going I think great. So. What's, he, what's he all upset about, oh, mate? Come yeah. on, brother. Yeah, it's on. It's it's on. Uh, he must be watching uh, Fox, is he? Yeah. Nimsy, and yeah. he's watching. Uh, what show is he watching, Nimsy? He's watching Classified. He's watching Footy Classified at the moment. So, uh, he's, and he's texting into us, and he thinks that we give a toss. Sorry, mate. Dude, well, I'm... let's just let's just say, for Essendon's sake, it's got to be better than what it was about six or seven years ago, doesn't it? Yeah. When they were eating each other alive down there at Windy Hill. Yeah, definitely. Or wherever so, it was. So they're going all right now. So just just calm down, mate. It's it's yeah. all good. It's all yeah. fun. And uh, just for those playing at home, if if you really, really, really need to get it off your chest, you can call Dwayne Russell tomorrow and uh, do Midday Madness. You call, you get on the Midday Madness promise. So jump on the line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. That's the open line. There you go. Um, Maybe we should have a 9 p.m. madness. A 9 p.m.? No, are you serious? We, we usually, people that have been on the tins, on the cans, on the... Yeah, we get a little bit of that usually after 9 p.m. Remember the bloke a little while, about six months ago... We need to get a translator in to, to yeah. decipher what's going on. There was a bloke about, I don't know, maybe six, 12 months ago that was absolutely fascinated that the Queen wasn't dead. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Remember? The Queen. We got a, she yeah. <laughs> that coffin is it's, empty. It's partial. <laughs> it's partial. She's not dead. <laughs> that's right where the partial mate. come from, Nimsy. It was, Go to bed. I'll tell you, yeah, it was very much... Uh, Go to bed, champ. Go to bed. <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> I'd go to the Adelaide studio to do a show just so I could do that. It is. It, it is, is it super. Is, it's quite funny, mm. too. Uh, in yep. fact, because everyone was in Adelaide for Gather Round, um, which is the AFL's version they of were. Wasn't that a hit? Of, yeah. uh, of Magic Round. Basically, mm. a lot of the Melbourne talent that then did their shows from there didn't quite realise what it's like to be in a goldfish bowl oh, when you're yeah. facing the street. Because you boys have both Ooh. done it. Remember, you were for yep. Adelaide yes. 500 when we did yes. the show from there. And there was there was probably half a dozen people having a, 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 a bit of fisticuffs, yeah. a bit of a brawl, a bit of a disagreement on the side of the road there. Boys, oh. spot fires all over the place. We're trying the to focus on the show, up. yeah, and uh, <laughs> and it was just all on on the side of the road. We didn't quite know what to do. No, no, no. we just what well, we did. We did our show, and we were very professional about it. Nobody knew what was Always. going on. Well, I mean, professional, Steve. Let's not let's not make a stretch here. Yeah, exactly. I think professionals, professional. We're reaching a little bit for professional. Yeah, profesh might be. Uh, yeah, we're in that same postcode. Yeah. We'll put it that way. But uh, look, yeah, yeah, yeah. look, we'll take a break. We'll clear a break. That way we can really get into the nitty gritty of this live pit lane. But you're listening to the driver's seat. Definitely not uh, talking anything footy here. So save it for Gus. <laughs> save it for Vossi tomorrow morning if you really, really want to get into the nitty gritty about football. But we'll do it. Uh, but we'll talk about the live pit lane for next here on the driver's seat. is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Great to have your company wherever you're listening around the planet here on the driver's seat. Remember, you can get in touch anytime and tune in anytime with the driver's seat app. But uh, as Dwayne Russell would say... Great to have your company wherever you might be watching around the planet. <laughs> that always... and, and watching around the planet, actually, was Tony, who's from uh, Gore in New Zealand, and he said, bugger... I hope the uh, go-to-bed champ is a send-off as it's going to be midnight from when we, when you bros finish tonight. <laughs> yes, Tone, uh, it is. Hey. Every Wednesday night it's going to be around midnight, your night. <laughs> and we, appreci- we, we appreciate yeah. your commitment too, Tone. Yes, so, absolutely. You've pressed on, mate. You're absolutely, a legend. Tone. 
Um, mm. Looking ahead towards the, uh, and hopefully too, I know that I, I did see New Zealand was back in the headlines again in supercars land because they're mm. very keen to get back there. So hopefully you get to see they some are. live uh, supercars. Huge action. fan base mm. over there. Um, Huge. Speaking Deserve of that, let's talk about 2024. It's the super, yeah. supercars... <laughs> Great English here by me on the sheet. Um, <laughs> the oh, I didn't want to say it. I just thought I'd let it go. Supercars is considering introducing a live pit lane order for the 2024 championship, and there's said to be unanimous support for the live pit lane concept to be investigated. So, as you know, the team's championship sort of uh, determines where the pit lane order is at the moment. But uh, they want to go to a sort of a live, as it stands, kind of play-by-play. Mm. -play. So... Under a, if that proposed system was in order now, what would happen at Perth? Pit lane would look like Erebus in the garage closest to the pit exit. Then it would be Triple Eight. BJR's first two cars would then be next, followed by WAU, then Grove Racing, then Team 18, then Tickford's other two cars. Uh, I've already gone cross-eyed here. Uh, <laughs> followed by Premier. Premier Racing. DJR would then drop from second garage to ninth, and then the order is completed by MSR, the next batch of Tickford cars, BJR's second two cars, and then um, Blanchard Racing Team. Um, this seems very convoluted. I'm all bizarre. for it if you don't have to split yeah. the big teams. Like if you've got if if you've got four cars that are working in Stevie J around that you know around the top ten, and so all contributing to a, a, an overall team's result, so that Tickford's in a in a you know second place or whatever. I think all four cars have to be in alignment with each other. I, I don't understand how you could switch them, Stevie J. Like you couldn't have. Two Tickfords up one end and two Tickfords down the other. How do you logistically and manpower that? do that? Yeah, why, why is that? I mean, just because they do run separately. They do run separate trucks, the whole thing. So why couldn't they do that? Okay. All right. If they don't, if they run separate human resources and they run separate trucks, fine. Yeah, absolutely. And they do that. Um, obviously, the downside to it would be um, Blanchard Racing Team, obviously a one-car team. They're touting that as getting double points towards mm -hmm. yeah, your yeah. team's tally. Um, so, yeah, I mean, is that, uh, you know, it sort of makes that a bit difficult because if you have a two-car team that finishes first and second, say, mm -hmm. they get 150 points for first and 135 yeah. or whatever it is for second. Yeah. But then if a Blanchard, Blanchard racing team car wins, they get 300 you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's sort of yeah. not going to work either in a way. You're not going to ever get two cars that score the same points because they've got to be in two separate positions. Remembering, though, that this is for 2024 and we're hoping that in 2024 yeah. the Blanchards go, go to, to two, two cars. Team. Yeah, Correct. So, I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I I love it how they're saying that it's it's 100% um, unanimous support for investigation. <laughs> That's not yeah. exactly 100% support for implementation. Just for investigation. It's bullshit. All right, can't add much more to that. Tim's answered that question. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, thank you, Tim. Um, so, uh, no, that wasn't Tim. That was... Uh, no, that was Tim. That, what, that was, was that Tim? Tim? Yeah. Oh, was it Tim? Okay. Yeah. Yes, of course it was. Of course. Do it yourself is, is Barry. My honest opinion is have some balls and do it yourself. Yeah, that's Barry. Less speaks. Um, thanks, thanks, Baz. <laughs> uh, so it'll be interesting to see whether they do it. What do you, I mean? What do you, Steve, as someone who's lived, breathed, worked in this 
very dynamic pit lane. And you've what also you, been... What do you think? Give me the... Yeah, you, you've done it. Steve's What's, also been in, like, a two-car team and a four-car team as well. Yeah. So you've yeah. you've seen it all. Would it, think, would it um, work? Yeah, I mean, it could work. It'll definitely mix up the, the order, for sure. Um, now, there are pros and cons for, for being at both ends of the pit lane, you know. I mean, you look at F1. Um, F1, the priority pit, is the very first pit you get to when you come into... Um, into the lane, right? The first pit you get to. Now, the reason for that is they don't do fuel stops anymore. Yes. Right? So if it, if, it, if it had fuel stops, they would be at the other end because what they could then do is if they both come in together, if first and second, say Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton come in together, um, whoever's further back in the pit lane can actually mm. watch what that other car, like the, 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 the sorry, the, um, the leader, so say, you know, Verstappen and, and Red Bull are at the front of the pit and, and Lewis's team, or maybe not even that. Let's say, um, oh, you know, pick pick one, Matty. I don't know. Pick a midfield team there that they, they might Haas? be up the front. You know, say, hmm. or maybe not even someone's up the front. Into a top yeah, so, but Let's just say a Haas. Let's say a Haas is running not far behind yep. Max in a race. Yep. And Haas is back about mid-pack in the in the pit lane order. They hmm. both come into the pits together because something's happened. Uh, Max can go down to the pits. They both change tyres. Uh, who puts them out in the fuel in? Well, what they do is and they just watch Haas and see how much fuel they put in and make sure that they just take the fuel out of Max's car and send yep. him just in front of of the Haas Short car, filling. right? Yep. Short film. So that's why, in that regard, in supercars, that's why it's an advantage because, you know, Triple uh, Eight um, can see, could see what Erebus were doing with regard to their tyre strategy at the AGP because they were watching it when it happened. So they, then they implemented that themselves, all right? So... Mm. Um, but the other downside is if you have a if you have an issue and you're down the front of pit lane, have a look at Will Davison's dramas at pit lane on the weekend at, at the AGP. You know you have one little muck up when you come into the pits, um, and it's you know and and there's more than one or two people come in. You know like we had five or six or eight cars coming all in close proximity. Mm. Literally, Will got railroaded. He went from up the front to he lost four, five, six spots plus got a penalty because he tried to merge out into a gap that wasn't there. You know, um, and uh, and got done for it. Yeah, there's other factors involved with tyres being out and all sorts of stuff, but let's just see it for what it is. It, it can have its pluses and minuses at each end of the paddock. Some interesting feedback coming through on the uh, text messages. 0433981116 is the number. Um, here's one from Zach. My question is, why? Isn't it punishment enough that poor results reflect in the championship standings, let alone pit order? And splitting the four-car teams just brings its own issues logistically. If it ain't broken, don't fix it. That's from Zach. And Bad Graham just says, live pit lane. Could it be an aggregate position for the four-car team? So, like, you average it out? That just gets a bit more complicated, oh, doesn't that, it? Yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I... It's going to be really interesting to see whether they can logistically why don't they just, work Why don't it they out? just pick them out of the hat at the start of the year? And then that's raffle. where you're at for the year. <laughs> do a chook raffle. Chook lotto. Yeah, just do chook, a chook lotto. lotto. Remember on Hey Hey, it's Saturday. Yeah. You just yep. chook lotto. Yeah. Grab a frozen we'll get, steggles and off it goes. <laughs> we'll get Red Simons to do it. <laughs> we used to do it in Utes. We had chook lotto in Utes. <laughs> so you we get, did. Okay. <laughs> okay. Not in Super Utes, but in V8 okay. Utes, we did. Just get yeah, lucky. If you go back, if you go right back into the. Annals of history. So the what? Crispy skin. <laughs> so you, so basically, what 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 we can do is we'll get Larko out. We'll get him to wheel out a little barrel, and then just do the big roll, and then oh shit! <laughs> Did I say shit? Sorry.
<laughs> but hey, look, it's it's an interesting idea there. But uh, hey, it is the driver's seat. Keep your messages coming through. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen is our number. Facebook.com forward slash driver's seat show on the socials as well. Uh, we're going to talk about some other categories, specifically one that M. McKeldin will be involved in very, very shortly. Mm. And uh, we, we touched on it briefly when we talked to um, Mark Winterbottom about who your co-driver is, because that was revealed today. But yep. we'll uh, get into it in a bit more detail next here on cool. The Driver's Seat. This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. We have touched on this during the show, but uh, next weekend is also going to be the Kings of the North, uh, which is up at Hidden Valley. It is part of the TA2 Muscle Car Series, framed by High Tech Steel Framing, all part of the big High Tech Oils Speed uh, Super Series that is uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is happening. High Tech Oils Super Series. Super yes. Series, yes. But um, uh, <laughs> the first couple of names have been drip-fed that are going to be taking part in the world first two-driver event in the history of the TA2 muscle car, just literally across the planet, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah which yeah. is very, very cool to see. Now, Tyler Everingham and Jordan Cox were two of the names that were announced uh, in the past 24 hours. Uh, they will be teaming up with... Um, Tyler will be teaming up with Jackson Rice in a Ford Mustang, yep. and Jordy Cox will be partnering a Mark Crutcher in the number four Crutcher one of the world's great men. Hmm? He'll be in the He's one of the world's great men. He's also a partner. Crutcher is uh, yes uh, racing yes. And uh, news also broke after the cloud of secrecy that uh, a certain Marcus Zakanovic will be yeah. teaming up with one Matthew McKeldin. Da, da, da. Yeah, so Marcus is, um, I've known Marcus for 20 odd years through the V8 Ute world and other Super 2 stuff and other bits and pieces. And But apart from, uh, yeah, he's a great guy and he's going to drive really, really well. Um, we share a corporate backer in many respects. Um, obviously, Kubota is my major partner. Uh, RJ Batteries is his major partner. And mm-hmm. RJ Batteries are the official battery supplier to Kubota. So at, at sort of boardroom level, so to speak, um, it was really good to be able to marry those two business-to-business partnerships up with the the race program as well. So, um, yeah, it's going to be it's look, it's going to be really good. The bigger names, or a really big name that was announced late this afternoon, is Nathan Hearn. Yes, so he's Nathan back. Hearn is coming back from the United States, uh, who's currently racing in TA2 in the United States. Of course, he's defending champion, Trans Am champion here multiple time, uh, TA2 and Trans Am champion. Um, and so he's coming back and he's going to drive Peter Robinson's Dodge Challenger um, with the guy who runs TA2 in New Zealand, a guy called Paul Manuel. So uh, I know that the names that are coming and there are some really uh, well-known names coming to drive these cars. I mean, I, um, I got lots of phone calls about wanting to, to drive in my car, which was lovely. Um, uh, so, yeah, it's going to be fantastic. And yeah, I suppose big news, me. guys, <laughs> you could have driven it, you <laughs> cheeky bastard. You know, you could have. Uh, the, the really big news that the, um, the folks at TA2, Craig Denyer, Peter Robinson, Dana, Cam Sendel, 20 grand for the win. So they've put up twenty grand uh, for the combination that wins the Kings of the North, which I think is just a sensational uh, inducement to get as many cars up there as we can. I think we're going to be looking at about twenty cars. Long way to go, Darwin, and not an easy place to get to. Uh, so yeah, uh, next weekend is that is that a, as a combined 
Saturday endurance, Sunday endurance, Matty, yes. like uh, yeah. out of the just the two and two yeah. driver races. Who who finishes the top in the points? Um, yep. we'll, we'll take that 20 grand. So, uh, going to be on TV, going to be on Fox, KO, SBS, Sunday and Monday, uh, or certainly Monday, I'm sorry, uh, um, uh, because, of course, it's a long weekend, I think. Yep. Labor yeah, Day. Certainly it is in Darwin. And is it a long weekend everywhere else as well? Uh, well uh, TBA is in Darwin anyway. Hmm. Um, I'll be watching on Monday. I might even you could because you'll be at home. Yeah, mm. um, you could tell it was a public holiday by the invoice that you got for when you <laughs> booked a rental car. Let me tell you. Yes. So yeah, not not big. Not that was pretty big. But yeah, um, yeah it's going to be fantastic. Twenty cars, first time anywhere in the world we're having a two driver race, and uh, even had a couple of supercar drivers put their hand up, but then realised it was of course the same weekend as Perth, which is why Stevie J and Jet won't be driving because Jet had an offer as well. Stevie J, you had yep. an offer. Yeah. Obviously, Super Three program. Actually, takes I had a few offers, buddy. Oh, I felt well. Special. I'm sure you did have a few offers. I knew I you were only going to take well, one if you knew what was bloke. good for you. But you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, the phone was running hot. And I blame all this yeah. stuff on Stevie Johnson. He started this thing, and mm. people are just doing it everywhere. Yeah, they're doing yeah, it everywhere. No, it's going to be good. We got we got a quick text from uh, Zachy there. The Darwin TA2 Extravaganza sounds like it'll be absolutely sensational. Can't wait to see the Z-Man, which is Marcus Sakanovic. I think the mighty Kubota Mustang will suit his style to a T. Some awesome names in the field as well. Awesome to see Nathan Hearn back for a cameo appearance. Interested to see how Geordie Cox goes. I didn't realise TA2 cars were front-wheel drive. Zach, breaking news, Geordie Cox prefers rear-wheel drive over front-wheel drive. He's just bloody good at driving yeah. front-wheel drive. Yeah. And he hasn't had too many opportunities in rear-wheel drive. So this is big for him, Stevie J, I reckon. We'll, we'll get into uh, some more of your text in just a moment as we put it all to bed here on the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. We'll end it all right after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Got to go lightning round style here before we put it all to bed. Um, uh, This one from Lee in Springwood. Springwood. Uh, oh, that could be my neck of the woods. Yeah. Music possibly. Springwood You're in, the, in Queensland. Ground. Plenty of Springwood. Well, Lee, if you can do it within the next oh, 50 seconds, where are you from? But uh, what's next for Steve? And is Nimsy ever going to have a crack in a race car? Uh, I can tell you right now, the answer for me in a race car, definitely not. Um, <laughs> Steve, uh, and I've got TCM next? at Winton. So it's uh, coming up in a, in a few months. But uh, yeah, that should be all good. A hey, good night, Tony. There you go. Uh, on your tone. Tony from, from Gore. Zealand. Cheers, bro. As always. Thanks for listening in. Tony, as always. Keep your text messages coming in. Because we hope to see you next week. And one last one. Why doesn't the championship team get first optional preference? Simple. Put it on the teams. Just adds the overall competition. Imagine when Baz gets it wrong. My honest opinion is have some balls and do it yourself. That'll probably happen. But uh, that about wraps <laughs> it up. A big thank you to Frosty. Apologies to Mark Scaife. Just couldn't squeeze you in this week.